Elijah is like most Old Testament heroes. He has an abundance of virtues and also some flaws. And as I was praying about the first reading, although I know that Elijah is in heaven, we saw him just last week on the mountain of transfiguration, I nevertheless noticed today some of his mistakes. Elijah, in our first reading, he's caught up in his own ego. He has fled to Mount Horeb because Queen Jezebel wants to kill him. But in his responses, Elijah has a very unrealistic expect, he has a very unrealistic conception of himself. Elijah thinks he is obedient, but then he often follows his own will. God commands Elijah to go outside and stand on the mountain. What does Elijah do? He hides in the cave. And only after the silence comes does Elijah go with his face covered just to the entrance of the cave. Again, not standing on the mountain as he was previously commanded. And then God asks him a very simple question. What are you doing here? And this, these are in the verses following the reading that was proclaimed today. And if you go back in 1 Kings chapter 19 and read his responses, Elijah begins to twist the truth. Elijah tells God that he is the only one left, that all the other prophets have been killed, and that the whole people Israel has rejected the covenant. In 1 Kings 18, the previous chapter, we hear that there are 100 other prophets of the true God who have still survived, likewise fleeing Queen Jezebel, hidden in the cave, a different cave, the same as Elijah. Likewise, we hear that all of those people who had witnessed when Elijah fought against the prophets of Baal and won, all those people converted and began to serve the true God. And so Elijah is perhaps telling some of the truth, but maybe not the whole truth. He's painting a picture that he is the only one on earth listening to God. But this just isn't the case. Elijah kind of does what God wants, but he complains about it at the same time. And perhaps, even at times, is disobedient. Blaming God for the whole situation, maybe even suggesting that God owes him something for his partial obedience and also partial disobedience. The mistake of Elijah is that he tries to bend God's will rather than bending himself to God's will. Elijah wanted to justify himself before God because of everything that he had suffered on God's behalf. But Elijah would have been better off responding to God with a similar question, a question in return. How can I serve? 
And we see that this is God's response. In his response to Elijah, as he paints this very terrible picture about what he's going through, God tells him, go anoint three people, two kings and a prophet, the prophet who's going to succeed him, Elisha. And if you read carefully, Elijah does none of that. Peter, in our gospel, gives us a different picture. Peter is like Elijah. He has an abundance of virtues, but some weaknesses, some flaws. Now, where is God in our gospel? We saw him in the first reading. He was present with Elijah on the mountain. In our gospel, we see God walking confidently over the chaotic waters, totally in control. Jesus. Peter, in response, he's terrified. And yet he wants to believe. So he asks Jesus if he can join on the waters. And for just a moment, Peter is held up over the waters, but then he sinks. After that, Jesus calms the waters immediately. He was in control the whole time. Does Peter succeed or did he fail? And maybe we think he failed. After all, Peter was terrified. And we hear Jesus' response. Peter only had a small faith and he only walked on the water for a moment. But I think he succeeded. Jesus tells us to have faith just the size of a mustard seed, the smallest of all seeds, and to stand beside Jesus over the stormy waves, even if just for a moment, is a beautiful success. Now, Elijah, on the other hand, he wanted to be in the driver's seat of the world. And so he paints a picture that he is the only one holding everything back, all the bad things that can possibly happen. Now, we, of course, we know that God has everything figured out. We know that God is confidently walking over the chaotic waters. And further, he is ready to calm them in an instant. And so we need not be like Elijah and pretend that it all depends on us. Rather, we can be like Peter with the faith just the size of a mustard seed. Both Elijah and Peter were afraid, terrified even, to be swallowed by the chaotic waters of this world. But Elijah wanted to conquer the stormy waves. Today, we can rather be like Peter, stand over the chaotic waters with God, even if for just a moment, joining Jesus in trust.
Today we bring the many blessings, complications of our lives in service of worship to God. And we need not justify ourselves. God knows we are weak and he knows we need his help. Rather, we can use this time, this brief moment to again try and stand beside Jesus above the stormy waves. Asking Jesus for the grace to trust and asking for his grace, not to focus on the stormy waves, but to focus on his face. As we approach the Eucharist, this gift of grace that Jesus gives to us today, we approach Jesus, just as Peter did, standing above the stormy waves, standing by him in trust. <laughs>